you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. If you have your Bibles this morning, would like to turn with me to the book of Acts, the 27th chapter. The 27th chapter of the book of Acts. And uh, I'm going to read verses 13 through 20 into your hearing today and verses 27 through 29, these are somewhat familiar writings. We have spoken from them and preached from them from time to time, and I felt led of the Lord to speak to you this morning and see what God wants to say to the church. Acts chapter 27, verse number 13, and when the south wind blew softly, everybody say it blew softly. When the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, losing thence, they sailed close by Crete. Not long after, there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Eurocladon. When the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive, and running under a certain island which is called Clauda, We had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps, undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksand, straight sail, and so were driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with the tempest. The next day they lightened up the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. That that was quite a storm. Three days in, they had to throw over the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. But when the fourteenth night was come, Everybody say 14 nights. But when the 14th night was come, as we were driven up and down in Adria, about midnight, the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country and sounded and found it 20 fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it 15 fathoms. Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon the rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. By the help of the Lord this morning, I want to talk to us 
for a little while about unexpected storms. Unexpected storms. Would you pray with me? Now, Lord, I pray your help today as I preach what you have laid upon my heart for this church for this hour. I pray, God, that your spirit and your power accomplishes the purpose for which you are sending your word. Let it find its lodging place in the heart. Let it bring encouragement. Let it give direction. Let it lift our spirits this morning. God, to know that when we walk with you, God, we'll never fail. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. This account of Scripture follows the arrest of the Apostle Paul by King Agrippa. Paul was arrested for preaching the gospel, doing the will of God, and while he was in prison, Paul continued preaching while in prison. And it was this account that King Agrippa said, Paul, almost you persuaded me to be a Christian. I have determined that Paul was not worthy of death nor his bonds. They sent him by ship to stand before Caesar Nero. And while on this voyage from Caesarea to Rome, verse 13 said that the south wind blew softly. The south wind blew softly. It speaks to us uh, that, that things were going. It was a gentle, calm kind of day. They weren't expecting there to be any problems or they would have never set forth. I, I understand that, that sometimes that's how life catches us off guard. Verse 14 says, but not long afterward, there arose a tempestuous wind. They were caught in the middle of a tempestuous storm. After 14 days, they literally were at the end uh, of, of knowing what to do. The scripture starts saying after 14 days that they, they recognized that having been blown by the wind and knowing that the anchors would not hold and that the wind would tear the sails. They literally allowed the boat to drift in the wind for 14 long days, 14 nights. The wind, the storm blew the ship in whatever direction the wind decided to take it and the currents of the water would choose to take it 14 days, no sun, 14 days, no stars. It was, it was an unexpected storm. They, they didn't go out. The, the shipmen would have been wise enough to have known better than to go out had they have known. They didn't have the sophisticated weather systems that we have today that can tell us that it's going to be somewhere between zero and a hundred today and be accurate most of the time. They didn't have that option. They didn't know. They predicted last night. I, I received the weather alert last night when they said the winds was going to blow somewhere between 25 and 45 with gusts up to 55. I believe we got it all. They didn't have all the sophisticated systems. They set sail 
They were on a journey. There was a voyage. There was a purpose. They were moving along and the soft wind was, the south wind was blowing softly. It seemed like everything was good in life. There was nothing that seemed to be out of order. They had no warning signs that came. No weather, uh, no weather forecast came to them and said, get ready for a storm. And in the middle of a simple crossing of the sea, there arose a storm that began to blow them to the point that they had to pull down the sails and pull up the anchors. And in the middle of the wind blowing them to and fro, tossing them about in the storm, it was a storm that the Bible refers to as Eurocladon. There, there's no real understanding of why this storm carries such a name, but the Bible clearly says it was a tempest. It was a tempestuous storm, meaning it was an annoying storm, and it was the type of storm that would have blown up without warning. It came unexpectedly. It came in a moment, seemingly, that things were going well, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, then came the storm. The storm called Eurocladon. The Bible says it was a tempest. It was a tempestuous storm with powerful winds and large waves. This storm would have come with all sorts of fear, causing both the loss of ships and the loss of sailors alike. Most believe that this storm would have been a storm similar to what we would have known as a hurricane from the deep south and maybe even the remnants of here in the Midwest. It springs up in the unusual manner in the calm waters of the Mediterranean, but these storms in this part of the world spring up in an instant. It comes without warning and they stay an indefinite period of time. In our text we see that this storm came and it was no small storm that blew through, but it was a storm that came and stayed. There, there was no way one could see it coming, but it was an unexpected storm and it was a storm that had enough strength to it that it stayed a while. Anybody with me this morning? You ever had a storm to come in life and it wasn't a storm that just blew over. It wasn't just a little spat in the house. But I, you know what I'm talking about today. It was a kind of storm that came and it stayed. And it was all you could do just to survive it. How many of you have ever been peacefully traveling, traveling along through life when unexpectedly a storm sprang up out of nowhere? A storm caught you off guard. It, it came from nowhere. And in the face of the storm was a tempest. It was the tempest of life. It is a tempestuous storm. You can call it whatever you want to. You can call it a Eurocladon. You can call it a tempest. You can call it the storms of life. You can call it the valley of the shadow of death. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But we all know because we've all walked there when sickness came and wouldn't leave. When trial came and 
and wouldn't pass in a short while, but we had to deal with it day in and day out. It was a storm that we encountered that was very real. It was very real. It was hurtful. It was destructive. It was a destroying storm. Yet somehow we have maintained the courage and strength to stay in the ship, to stay in the boat, to fight against. Some days we don't even know what else to do. And so we pull down the sails and we pull up the anchor and we pray, God, I'm wishing for morning. That's what the text said, that they wished for morning. Sometimes we just pray, God, let the night pass. God, let this storm blow over. All we're doing is going down into the bottom of the ship. We've pulled anchor. We've pulled sail. And now we're just saying, God, we're putting it into your hands. But somehow, I believe, although I don't see a star in the midnight and I don't see a sun by day, I know sooner or later there's going to be land that's going to come in sight. These kind of storms in life are very real. We've all walked there at one time or another, some worse than others, some, some storms that scar you, some storms that leave deep impressions into your spirit, your mind, your family. It all happens at once. It's an unexpected storm. It's a storm that we don't know anything about. It's not a storm that we've ever trained for. Anybody understand what I'm preaching today? It's not a storm you ever trained for. It's not a storm you ever was expecting. It came out of nowhere. We never have encountered a storm quite like that storm. We, we, we've been healthy our whole life, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a report comes back, and we're in the battle for our lives. Everything in life seems to be going well. I, I'm not sure why I feel like I do, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the mental stress becomes so overwhelming. It is a tempestuous storm. Seemingly our finances are attacked. We think everything's going good. We're living it up. We're buying houses, cars, land and enjoying life. But out of nowhere comes a tempestuous storm. We don't understand what happens but all of a sudden it seems like we can't pay our bills and we can't earn enough and we can't and it's a tempestuous storm. The emotional turmoil is confusing and, and my internal compass loses direction. I, I come this morning just to give you a few pointers of what you do when you get in the kind of storm that this text is describing to us. There's some times that you've got to stop depending on your own ability to, to navigate. Oh yeah, the sailors knew how to navigate. They navigated by the stars and they navigated by the sun. But there's some storms that come into your life when you can't see the sun. And you can't see the stars. And a wise sailor would know to set an anchor and to get an anchor to hold. But there's some storms that they just had to pull up an anchor. And for a space of time, all they could do was just pray that God would send daylight, that he would let the storm pass, and that he would protect them in the middle of it. Because there's some times that it feels like even the anchors won't hold. The turmoil is confusing. Our internal compass is lost. I, I, I don't have any issues 
being honest about this, even just the other day, my wife and I were traveling, and we stopped in at a convenience store, and I pulled out, and my wife said, where are you going? I said, home. She said, not this way, you're not. I have an innate ability to pull off the interstate and always end up going the wrong way. If I didn't have my directional wife with me, she marks all of her compasses in life by where the malls are. She knows, no, this way, this, this way. And so sometimes in life, there are things that happen that cause us to lose direction. I have no issues as long as I stay on the road and I'm traveling and I'm in control and the GPS is directing and I usually can navigate through the cities and do okay. I, I usually make it without having to back up on the interstate too many times. I'm trying this morning, folks. I'm trying. The struggle's real. In the middle of some storms, we lose sense of all direction. And our normal markers in life disappear because of the cloud. And the storm itself causes the normal markers in life to disappear. The storm becomes physical, relational, financial, or maybe even spiritual. The struggle is real. We're not used to dealing with this kind of storm. But ladies and gentlemen, these kind of storms are very real. They're painful storms, they're hurtful storms, and some of these storms are not over in a day or two. Some of these storms last for a long period of time, but I'm getting to the point that I want to make this morning. If we are not careful, the tempest will shipwreck our entire future. If we're not careful, these kind of storms will cause us to give up on life in general. These kind of storms will affect us in ways that have lasting impact and lasting effect. It is in these kind of storms when we have to wish for morning. That's what the King James Version says. The New International Version, I believe it is, that uses a phrase something like this, and they prayed for daylight. There's some storms that all you can do is just go down into the very depth of your soul. Go down into the bottom of the ship and just say, God, it's out of my hands. God, I can't do this on my own. God, I can't make this any longer without you guiding the ship. The, the anchor's pulled, the sails are down, the storm is tossing us to and fro. But God, I put my life in your hands. God, I'm putting myself right in the center of your will. If it's, if it's my time, God, go ahead and take me. But I'm praying, God, that you will see me through the storm. God, I'm praying. And they catch a break in the storm after 14 days. In the middle of this, they've gone up. The Bible says they have tossed over the, the, the cargo. They have tossed over all the excessive things that they carried with them. They tossed them over. They got rid of those, of those things. Perhaps in the middle of these kind of storms, it's real easy for us to become delusional and we can become discouraged to the point. We need to be careful, ladies and gentlemen, the things that we toss out of the ship. Can I talk to you this morning? 
Excessive weight needs to be tossed out of the ship, but there's some things we better keep in the ship. I noticed that a little later in our text, and I'll get there in a few minutes, that they cast some anchors into the water to hold the ship steady. But they began to cast over. The Bible said they even cast over the tacklings, meaning that there was a point that they said it, it, it's better. We, 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 we're throwing over the tacklings of the ship. But listen, we need to be careful of some of the things that we toss out of our life and the things that we cling to. It's at the moment such as this that we need to Reevaluate our priorities. We need to evaluate our priorities. I sat yesterday and I began to talk with someone yesterday and I looked at them and I said it's moments like these that we reevaluate our life and reevaluate the things and the people that are in our lives. Anybody with me this morning? It's in the middle of some storms that God allows to come into our life so we can reevaluate where we are. You know something? When I'm in the middle of the bad storms of my life that I have been in, I want to know one thing. I want to know who's in the ship with me. I want to know who's on board with me because it, I, I don't want somebody that's faithless in the ship with me. I don't want some untrustworthy individual in the ship with me. I want to be in the ship with somebody that knows how to pray. Somebody that knows how to seek God. Somebody that has the faith to believe with me. Somebody that's not going to discourage me, but somebody that's going to encourage me. Oh, can I go ahead and preach what I feel this morning? In the storms of life, you need to disconnect from people that draw the life out of you and sap the encouragement out of you. You need to surround yourself with people that will talk about faith, talk about what the future holds, talk about God being on your side, talking about what is good that is coming your way. I don't need more negativity. I don't need more people pointing out the obvious. I know we're in a storm, but greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If we're not careful, we'll get delusional of the discouragement and we'll want to give up and we'll throw the wrong things out of our life. If we're not careful, we'll go through these kind of storms and never be able to pick up the broken pieces of life and move on. Somebody said to me the other day, there's nothing wrong with admitting that we can't do it on our own. Sometimes we just need a little help. Can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we need one another. We need God on our side, but we need one another. I don't know where I would be if I didn't have God on my side. It's at moments like these that we have to consider what we're letting out of the ship and what we're keeping in the ship. We need, the Bible even declares, lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us. That we may run this race with patience. It uses a different vernacular here, but in this text it's talking about the storm and they're casting over even the tacklings of the ship. Be careful when you start throwing out the tacklings of the ship. People feel like they can't deal 
with the stress of the dilemma any longer and so they become irrational and they're not they, they, they don't have somebody that they're accountable to. They don't have an encourager in their life. They don't have someone speaking faith into their life and they begin to make delusional decisions and, and destructive decisions and, and they make bad choices and, and, and they allow the pressure to overwhelm them and, and, and they want out of the dilemma but, but somehow it seems like that the preaching no longer affects them and, and the worship service no longer brings encouragement to them and, and they let all sorts of things because, because they're in the tempestuous winds of life. They're in the storms of life and they're discouraged and delusional and, and they become dysfunctional in life and, and they don't know where to go but I want to tell you that the storm will not last always. I've had people come to me and tell me you need to do this and you need to do that and you need to deal with this and you need to deal with that and I've learned sometimes all I need to do is just hold to God's unchanging hand because if I'll just hold to his hand, you know what? The storm is going to pass. I, this too shall pass. I know it's dark in my dilemma but I'm just going to keep holding on to the hand of God. I'm just going to keep trusting him through the storm and through the night because he's been faithful to me and I know that he's going to keep me. I know he's going to give me the wisdom and the courage and the strength to stand. His word tells me when I've done all I can do to stand. Plant my feet and just keep on standing. When I'm going through the nighttime, just keep knowing that weeping may endure but for a night but there is joy coming in the morning. I won't always be where I am because help is coming. If we're going to survive the tempestuous storms of life and the Eurocladons of life, then we must have some anchors that will hold. There's times, it's given, it's very, very clear when there's times we've got to go deep within ourselves, deep within the ship. We've got to go deep within ourselves and trust God. But if we hold on to the right things when the time comes, the Lord is going to say, now sink in your anchors. You see, the anchor would not hold in the middle of the storm for 14 days, but the Lord allowed them to get to a point. Everybody say, get to a point. Mm -hmm. They were out of control for about 14 days. And at about 14 days in, they, they sounded the sound and the echo came back. It was how they could tell how far they were from land. And they echoed and they heard how far they were from land. And then in a few minutes, they echoed again and it gave them another reading of how far they were. And because they were afraid that they could be tossed upon the rocks because the storm was still there. The sun was still not shining. The stars were still not out. They still had no direction. But they, they just sounded the sound and the echo came back from the sound. Can I tell you, there can be power in your storm when you sound the sound. 
I could preach here for a little while, but I want to tell you that sometimes in your storm you can lose your prayer life, lose your worship, lose your praise and get discouraged. But sometimes the only way that you can find out how far you are into the storm and how far you are from land is to just begin to let a little sound out. That means you got to do more than just keep it all inside. Sometimes you got to let it out. That's why it's good to enter into the house of the Lord. And I know it may not be your personality, but sometimes it's good to come into the house of the Lord. And when, the, when, when they begin to sing songs of the greatness of God, it's good for us just to begin to say, I may not be able to sing on key. I'm not singing for you. I'm just singing because I need to know how long, how much longer I'm going to be in the storm. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. Oh, you're in the storm. You're talking about the greatness of God. Yes, I am. I'm just sounding a little sound. I need to know how far I am. I've been in this day and night. I've been going through this tempestuous storm a long time. But you know what? I'm just going to, here's what I'm, I'm coming in the house of the Lord. And it may seem silly to other people, but I'm just going to start clapping my hands. Pastor, what are you clapping your hands for? I'm just sounding the sound. I'm trying to get a little faith. I'm trying to begin to believe that God has spared me this far. And he's not going to let me die on the rocks near the shore. But I hear, I hear the sound that says the storm's almost over. Land is in sight. I'm not going to always go through what I'm going through. at the point that they heard the echo of land they heard they heard land in a distance when the echo came back and they sounded a second time to make sure and they heard the sound they they didn't want to fall upon the the rocks of the shore and so the bible said that they anchored they cast four anchors now I want to point out to you this morning, I've talked about these four anchors from time to time. You've heard preachers preach about the four anchors. I come that we could call these four anchors whatever you want to call them, whatever you need to call them. But I want to tell you, you better have some anchors in your life. When you're When you read through this text and before you get to this point to discover that they cast forth, it starts talking about they cast forth, they cast out the the tackling of the ship and and, and you're reading and, and one could think, my goodness, they better know how to prioritize even in the storm. Because when they got to the point of being rescued and being saved, they had to cast four anchors. What if they would have thrown the anchors out? What if they would have thrown the wrong things out of their life? What if they would have cast over the anchors? I'm guessing the anchors of that day would have been terribly heavy. They would have been, they're holding a ship. I'm certain that they were heavy. They were built to hold the weight of a a ship in the storm. Yet the storm is so great that the anchors would do them no good. Perhaps they even contemplated it. But there's some anchors you better keep in the ship. Can I call a few anchors to you this morning that you better keep in the ship? You better keep the anchor of prayer in your life. 
because when it comes to saving your home, saving your family, saving your mind, saving your soul, saving your life, you better have the anchor of prayer in the ship with you. You better never get to the point that you say there's no reason to pray. You better pray in all things. You better pray. When you're in the bottom of the ship and don't know what to do, you better speak the name of Jesus. You may not be eloquent. It doesn't take eloquent words. As a matter of fact, Jesus, he said to the, to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he said, you pray with all of these eloquent words, but all it takes is a prophet of God coming along and pray simple little prayers and fire falls down from heaven. You don't have to have eloquent words, but in the middle of your storm, you better hold on to prayer because it is an anchor that will hold you in the worst of the night of storm. The anchor of faith. The anchor of faith will hold you. You, you, We can't lose faith. That's what the enemy would like to do. The Lord says that some things come into our life are for the trying of our faith. It's the trial of our faith. But we better hold on to our faith. I know we all question. We all question the storm, but don't question God. We have to have the faith to know that God always knows what's best. That God will always see us through. I know I question the storm from time to time. You question the storm from time to time. We can question the storm, but we better trust God. In the middle of the storm, I'm not questioning you, God. I know you know best. I don't understand it, God. I don't understand it. He never said we would understand it. But we would know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are the, or, and are the called according to His purpose. What I don't understand, I still have the faith to trust. And we need the anchor of the Word of God. I, I, I don't know where I would be. The older I get, the longer I live, the more I realize that everything I need, this is my roadmap. This is my direction. This speaks peace in the middle of a storm. This word, I need the word of God. I must have the word of God. This word, David declares, is a lamp unto my feet and it is a light unto my path. I need the word of God. There's some things I can't throw out of my life. Can I talk to you about the fourth anchor this morning? Being the anchor of the church. Where would we be without the church? I don't know where I'd be without the church in my life. It's not just a church, but it is the church. It is the people of God. It's the people that send the word of encouragement. It's the people that somehow just sense my pastor needs me to pray for him today. And we pray. I called somebody this week. I first sent a text. I just sent a little text. said, thinking about you. Today I spent a little time praying for you. And immediately they came back and said, can you call me? I need to talk to you. I paid a phone call to them. And they said, thank you for praying for me. You'll never know what I'm going. I don't know why God laid them on my heart, but God knew why. He knew what they were going through. Thank God for the church. Thank God for those folks just this week, two or three or four different people contacted me this week, just sent a text message, just send over an email. Pastor, I want you to know I'm thinking about you, praying. You never know what that means in the middle of the storm. Just a little, hey, I got you. I'm thinking about you. I see you over there. I I know you've been in in, in the night for a space of time, but keep holding on. Thank God for the church. 
as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let the boat down into the sea under the color, the scripture says, as they thought they would have cast out anchors of the fourth ship, Paul said to the centurion, to the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, they cannot be saved. You never want to jump out of the ship. In the middle of a storm, you're never better off. Stay with the boat. Mm-hmm. You ought to look at your neighbor this morning and tell him, just stay with the church. God knows what he's doing. Stay with the church. Stay. It's your, it, it, it's your, it's your hope. It's your help. It's, it's, it's where you need to be. I, I, I remember I could, I could share with you stories. Many of you know a few of my stories. As much as I love water, as much as I love boats, I've been in a few storms. I've been in a few dilemmas. I, I, that's right. I've sunk a boat and lived. I almost sunk the same boat the second time and lived. I took the men in the church. We all gathered and went down to Kentucky. I think it was Brother Duggar's idea. We went down to Kentucky Lake, Lake Barkley, and we found ourselves in a storm. It was 10 or 12 or 15 years ago. I don't know. It's been a while, but I still remember the storm. How many of you were there remember the storm? Mm-hmm. I see some hands raised today. You remember the storm. I was in, I, I was there, in, 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 and here we were, and, and we, were in, we were in a big, large boat. There, it, we, the, the, the waves were bad. The conservation officer came by, and he said, uh, you fellas aren't about to leave out of the marina and harbor, are you? And we said, yes, sir. We, the boat needs to be turned in. It's going to cost us a little extra money. He said, I don't recommend it. He said, the, the, the waves are large, the wind's blowing. He said, you need to let this pass. You need to let it blow over. But being the strong-willed young man that I was, I thought I knew better. It wasn't the big boat that had to struggle. The big boat maybe turned over uh, a, a few things that were, that were in the boat. Maybe a few people uh, maybe got a little seasick in the boat, but... You see, I had a smaller boat, and I thought if I could just get in and follow along the big boat, I, I would be all right, but it didn't work out the way I thought. And I came very near to sinking the boat. There was a time or two that I, I didn't know what, what the best thing was to do. I, I, I literally was fearing for my life. We, we, we didn't know what to do. I remember another time when we were down on the same lake. You would think we would, re, we would learn. Uh, but I remember on the same, on the same lake another year where we, we set our anchor and in the middle of the night somebody sounded the alarm and came in and said, Pastor, we got to do something. The, the anchor's pulled and we're, we're loose and we're, we're floating across the middle of, of the water and we're headed toward the shore and, and, and we had to get everybody up and we had to to deal with the with, with the, the boat that it was was being tossed about in the middle of the storm and here we are in the middle of the night and and we have we have flashlights and spotlights and and we have people in small boats in, in little in little 15 or 16 or 17 foot boats and ropes tied on to a big 80 foot houseboat trying to maneuver and pull it like we were in some sort of tugboat we it was a sight for sore eyes it was a sight for sore eyes. But the issue is, is that 
We had a couple of anchors in the boat, but the anchors were too small for the boat. We threw out the anchors, but the anchors wouldn't hold. They would drag. They would come to they wouldn't hold. They would just. They would just pull right through. It was as if they didn't exist. We would. It was the anchors were no match for the storm. But I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that God. God has some anchors that He will put in your life. And before your life falls onto the shores and falls onto the rocks and before the ship is broken apart, the ship of your life is destroyed, God will give you an opportunity to cast an anchor. And I want you to know this morning that anchor that God will allow you to have in your life will hold. It will hold against the storms of life. I'm closing this morning and I know, I, I, I know, I know every one of us this morning, as I have preached, have, have thought about our tempest. We've thought about the tempestuous winds. Ladies and gentlemen, life has its storms. You're either in a storm or you've been through a storm or hold on, you will go through a storm. It comes to all of us. The scripture said it rains on the just and the unjust. Storms come into every life. Storms are in every life. It's just part of life. Some storms are worse than others. If you're in the storm, I want to tell you this morning, just hold on. Start sounding the alarm and start asking God, Lord, how far am I into this storm? Because sooner or later, the storm's going to pass. Sooner or later, you're going to reach the point when you're going to recognize God's going to give you direction and say, set your anchor. I know the storm's been blowing you because maybe it just has not been, the storm has been too great for you. You didn't have faith to be able to stand. But, but as the 14th day had passed and they sounded the sound and it, the echo came back. I feel this morning in somebody's life that maybe has been in the storm a while. Maybe God sent this preacher as the echo into your life to say, cast the anchor. Cast the anchor. Put your faith in God. Put your trust in Him like you never have before. If you can't find the courage to do anything else, why don't you just plant your feet today and say, I'm anchoring in the rock. I'm anchoring in Jesus Christ. I'm anchoring in the church. I'm anchoring in the plan of God for my life. Is your faith firm this morning? Can you stand through the storm of life? God said He would never leave us nor forsake us, but that He would be with us. Let me remind you today that God has blessed you with some anchors that will hold in the storms of life. What are you anchored to? What are you clinging to? I know it's dark in your dilemma. I understand the trials of life seem to be overwhelming. It, it happens to all of us. But I want to tell you that joy, joy is going to come in the morning. You've wept through the night. You've not understood why. And we've questioned the storm. But maybe God just sent this preacher in a simple way this morning to tell you unexpected storms happen to all of us. But if you'll just hold on, 
if you'll just find the courage and the faith to stand. When the storms of life comes, God's going to see you through the other side. He's going to make a way out of no way. David says it like this. He says, I once was young, but now, now I'm old. He said, but I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. You see, it'd be one thing for David to say it as a young man, but he waited until his older years before he looked at us and he said, in the middle of the storm, I, I almost let go, but, but I held on. Last night, I was reminded, my wife and I had a conversation about a young man that was met, no doubt, with the storms of life. The storms are real. I'm not denying the real storms of life, but in the middle of the storms of life, he's a younger man than me. He's much more talented, much more gifted. Many opportunities come, but somewhere the storms of life caught him. And he gave up in the middle of the storm. He gave up in the middle of the storm. He jumped out of the ship and thought he would be better off trying to tread water. I'm coming this morning to declare to you, you're never better off getting out of the ship. Just set your anchor, ladies and gentlemen. And let God control the storm. You'll never be able to control the storm. Only God can control the storm. Maybe there's a purpose for the storm. I don't know. I'm not trying to decipher. There's some things we never know. Some things we'll never understand. Some things we'll never be able to figure out. We'll, you'll never be smart enough. I'll never be smart enough. There's some things we're just going to have to answer when we get on the other side. We're going to have to say, God, you got to explain it because I was confused. I never understood it. But David said, I once was young, but now I'm old and through it all. God's kept me. I'm not sure if I qualify as a young man or an old man. It depends on what hour you catch me in. When I'm going to bed, I feel old. When I get up, I still feel old. The bones may ache. Some days I, I think like a young man, but I feel like an old man. I'm not sure where I qualify. It doesn't really matter. But this much I know, you're never going to live long enough to be smart enough or wise enough to figure out life. But the older we get, the wiser we may become, the more experienced we may become to the storms of life. But I have lived long enough to know that storms happen to everybody. Storms are no respecter of persons. Life is no respecter of persons. It rains. The storms come. But I've also lived long enough to know that I've never found a storm that the Lord couldn't speak peace to. I've never seen a storm so great. I've seen them toss us to and fro. I've been tossed about. I've been through a few things. I've got a few battle scars. But I'm going to tell you, stay in the church. Stay with the ship. This old ship has some 
battle scars. She's been through the storm. She's been through some struggles. But all in all, this old ship of Zion is going to be what carries us through. It's what's going to see us through the other side. Why don't you stand with me this morning? I'm going to open these altars here in just a moment. and I know some of us come every week, some maybe not so much, but I want to open these altars this morning. Maybe it just needs to be a sign to the enemy that is watching today. That you just want to just make a, a statement today. You want to make a statement to God. Maybe you want to make a statement to the enemy. Maybe you just want to make a statement to yourself. I'm in the storm. I've been in the storm. But I'm going to stay in the ship. I've st- I'm holding on to my faith. I've got the courage to stand. I'm going to keep trusting God. I'm going to keep trusting God. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed where you are this morning as they're preparing to sing. And I'm going to open these altars in just a moment. But before we do, I want to pray, God, give us the courage today. Lord, for every person that I've spoken to by your word this morning, give us the courage. Give us the courage to stand when the storms of life come. Help us to plant our feet, to cast the anchor of faith and Lord, to know, God, that you're going to see us through. Give us the courage to respond to your word this morning like you would have us respond now. In Jesus' name. Now I ask you to step out from where you are today. Would you just step out and make your way to the front of the room just to make a statement this morning to say, I'm hanging on. I've been through it, but I'm hanging on. I'm going through it, but God's going to see me all the way through. He's going to see you out the other side. In your hands. With Jesus, I can take it. With Him, I know I can. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. Oh, with Jesus, with Jesus, I can take With Jesus, I can Can you sing it with confidence? I know that I can make it. I know I can. I know that I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. With Jesus, I can take it. Oh, yes. With Him, I know I can stand. Oh, yes. Somebody standing next to you, you feel comfortable just to take by the hand, lay a hand on a brother's shoulder, take your spouse by the hand, whatever, whatever may f- be fitting this morning. 
I want you just to begin to pray one for another and encourage one another with prayer this morning and just declare, I know the storm is raging on, but we're going to make it. With Jesus, we can make it. With Jesus, we can make it. We're going to get through the storm. Trouble won't last always. The night won't last always, but we're going to get through the storm. We're going to get through the storm. Life is in your hands. Oh, I 